Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we are, the MLB Strategy Show. It is Thursday, August 27th. We have a six-game slate on our hands for today. It is six games visibly on FanDuel. It is seven games visibly on DraftKings, but make no mistake, I promise you, only six of those games are going to count. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are brought to you by Yahoo Sports, and we are awesomeo.com. Adam. What's going on on this lovely Thursday? A lot of weird shit, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I'm actually happy now because I just realized that Golf Lock will be after this show. So I thought I was going to be making my golf lineups while talking about baseball, but I can just wait on my golf lineups. Yeah, Golf Lock is at 12.30, I believe. 12.30 or 12.35, yeah. Yeah. My golf lineups are already in. When you're good, you're good. Yeah, I wasn't planning on playing and then I woke up you know, at 9.30 and saw that it hadn't locked yet. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll play. Yeah, it's looking like uh, we're not going to have a basketball slate today. So, you know, we're going to have some time this morning. Got to say it right now, out of the gate. I have no idea what's going to happen with the rest of this MLB slate. We could lose individual players throughout the day. We could lose games throughout the day. We could lose the slate throughout the day. I have no idea. You guys know as much as I do at this point. Adam and I are going to go through all six games. Uh... If I see certain people in a lineup, I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to assume that they're in until they're not. That's all we could do right now. There's no other direction to take this. Yep. Um, or it's going to be a really long and useless show. An even more long and even more useless show than it normally is. Uh, did you play baseball yesterday? Yeah. Anything good? Yeah. I, like one and a half specs. No. Okay. Yeah. Plus better a couple than, thousand, better which, than a zero X. Yeah. Plus a couple thousand, which given how my last, you know, 10 days have gone, feels like I've made a million. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. We got, we're updated on uh lineup study. So I'm going to take a quick look at the big contest from yesterday on DK, which was the gyro ball. hundred K to first. Weird. $100,000 up top. I don't see Osimo uh, listed <laughs> as the winner. I'm not sure if there's a glitch in the reporting data here or not. Um, winning lineup, 193.25. You needed Jake DeGrom, John Gray, a four-man Rocky stack, Arenado Story, Blackman, Sam Hilliard, a three-man Tiger stack, Austin Romine, Miguel Cabrera, Jonathan Scope, and a one-off Dylan Carlson. How much money did that points, give you? 1300 Yeah. I mean, lineups uh, were just really weird yesterday because you got, you got stuck. Basically, like, you had the you had the Sunday Gray game get postponed before lock. You had the Lamette game, I think, right around lock. But then you had Kershaw. You lost, you lost Kershaw and Gossman after lock. And you basically just had like no pitching to go to if you were late swapping. It ended up salary wise being really weird. Yeah. 40, 48, seven was the salary that got it done last night. Decent game out of DeGrom. Yeah. <laughs> seven innings, two hits, 14 strikeouts. Give up a run though. The guy's really falling off. I know. 
What a joke. What a joke. All right. Uh, from a stack perspective yesterday, let's go ahead and see what you needed. Sort, order, take out the pitcher. Highest scoring stack, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, second highest scoring stack, the Detroit Tigers. No surprises there. Chalk stack of the day looks like it was the Cardinals. They were fine. Uh, actually, all the chalk looked like it did decent except for the Oakland A's. Fair yeah. enough. Any any takeaways from yesterday's slate? Anything interesting? I thought it was kind of interesting, again, just from the late swap dynamic because if you – like because of what you were what was left after players were ruled out and games were canceled – like everyone was clearly going to Robbie Ray, who we know is really, really volatile. And so I was kind of surprised that more people didn't like take the approach I did in my, so I, I played four lineups yesterday. I had Ray in three of them, but in my main lineup, I just stacked the Rockies and Colby Allard at the same price as Robbie Ray and hope for the best. Um, sure. He did fine. He did almost as well as Ray, but it was kind of surprising to me that the Rockies were as relatively low owned as they were, given that, you had a relatively not good pitcher, a, a ton of ownership coming in against them, and, and everyone knew it at that point. Yeah, Robbie Ray finished that contest 32.4% owned. Yeah. Jake DeGrom, 53. Colby Allard, 2. Colby Allard, 2.6. Yeah. I think he was in the 254 max. He was 4%. Well, guys, I see 166 of you in here. Go ahead, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. We'll have MLB Live Before Lock coming up later today. Don't get the sense we're going to have an NBA Live Before Lock today, but, you know, if we find out we're going to have basketball games, we will have that show. I think they've been canceled, haven't they? Nothing official yet. I thought Stephen A. Smith said they weren't going. Well, you know, Stephen A. Smith says a lot of ridiculous shit that we should just ignore. So I'm going to go ahead and skip that one for right now. Look, the the two people we care most about in this scenario, Woj or Shams, have not reported that. So as far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen in the NBA quite yet. Um, we do have the MMA live before lock tonight at 7.30. That will be Pete the Heat Rogers and Jason Floyd. They'll be breaking down this Saturday's UFC card. So tune into that one for sure. Definitely tune into it because they have the best, second best producer in the business. We got the best one right now in Jordan Klein. Second best one is, well, me. So that'll be me on the MMA show tonight. Jordan, I assume you're laughing. I can't see you right now. Yep, there you are. (laughs) I minimize the window. So I only see Adam underneath my camera. I try to Try to look into the camera as much as possible instead of just staring at a spreadsheet like the nerd that I am, but I mostly just stare at the spreadsheet. Adam, we've got six games. Are you ready to dive in? Yep. Let's do this. Uh, let's see. Do we get a line yet on the Mets game? No. I assume we don't even have a like an official starter yet, but we'll do that later. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Raider? Yeah, Raiders. I Raiders. see this is just, I'm out, man. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, we we'll have to get on the, the 49ers last night. Um Talk about the Kershaw game. <sighs> Rangers and A's. Four run implied total for the Rangers. Five and a half for the A's. So big time favorites. Jordan Lyles going up against Chris Bassett. Uh, Lyles not really getting any love. Bassett, on the other hand, 8,600 on DK, 37% owned. He's 7,800 on FanDuel and 18% owned. How does Bassett look to you? I think it looks good. I think pretty much anybody that breathes and faces the Rangers look good. Um, Mike Fires had, I think, six or seven strikeouts last night, which is a huge accomplishment for him. And, and now you get Bassett, who's actually a, a pretty solid pitcher. So pretty good price point on him. Comes into the game with a 25.5% strikeout percentage against lefties this year, um, 15.8% against righties. Getting or throwing his change up 23% to left. He's not getting a ton of swings and misses, but the strikeouts have been there, you know, in general. And going back to last year, a 26% strikeout percentage to lefties, 19% to righties. Most of the hitters in the Texas lineup that you would have any concern about are left handed. Plenty of strikeouts in there with Joey Gallo, Rubenetto Dor, two strikes out a lot. Santana strikes out. Frazier strikes out. Um, just a, a good spot and a very reasonable price point on Bassett. <sighs> I'm surprised he's getting as much ownership as he is. But then again, maybe this is just my expectation of how deep some of these guys go in the game. Like to me, there's this group of three on DraftKings of Bassett, Boyd and Yarborough that we have all mid to high thirties in ownership. I think Boyd is just on like a completely different level than those three guys. Am I looking at that incorrectly? I think 
the spot for Boyd is clearly the worst. Sure. I'm surprised to see all three of them have similar ownership, though. I don't know. I'm not because okay. every. I mean, people just play pitchers against Texas blindly at this point. Um, Boyd hasn't been very good this year, and he's facing the Twins. And then people, to some extent, also play pitchers blindly against the Orioles. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. That's going to be one I'm going to have to dig into. So, uh, any Lyles for you? Seventy-seven hundred, four percent owned. I hope not. I had thirty percent last time though, so I don't know. But um, I don't. I don't think he's good. I think that you know, with it being a sixteen slate and and not getting ownership against an Oakland team that does strike out plenty, you know, that would be the the case for him. But I, I don't think I end up getting there. Um, obviously, a lot of power for Oakland. Lyle so far this year has been getting absolutely lit up by right-handed power, in particular, a three hundred expected ISO so far. Going back to last year, 194. Um, but this year, just not getting swings and misses against right-handed bats. Only a 5.5% swinging strike percentage. Uh, the 300 expected ISO, as I mentioned, 370 actual ISO. And now gets to go up against Semi and Chapman, Kanha, Piscotti, Matt Olson from the left side, Loriano. I mean, it's it's such a high upside Oakland. Stack. I think they would have to be getting a lot of ownership for me to start looking at Lyles potentially. All right, so let's hit on the hitting here. We'll start on the Ranger side. Uh, not really getting any ownership. Uh, Rugman Odor is at 8%. Joey Gallo on FanDuel at 13. Those are the highest numbers on both sites. Uh, I have the Rangers either ninth or 10th um, out of 12 today. I don't see them as a particularly great value. Uh, I don't imagine I would have much. Um, you know, like... I don't mind Chu in the leadoff spot, especially if Bassett's getting some ownership. So like using Chu in a non-Bassett lineup works for me, but I don't get the sense that I would have a lot of exposure to the Rangers. Do you? No, same boat for me. You know, you can always talk me into Joey Gallo. And I think it's worth mentioning that you potentially have a a catcher batting third for Texas and Jose Trevino. Not that he's an exciting play, but just getting a cheap catcher at the top of a lineup is has some value. Um, but other than that, you know, kind of, Bassett would have to pick up significant ownership for Texas to start popping for me just because I do think Bassett is a, a pretty solid pitcher and I think Texas is pretty bad. Speaking of things that are popping, the Oakland A's bats in this game, five and a half run implied total looks good. Um, so that's a pretty large number. Uh, 12% uh, aggregate ownership on DK, Semi and Chapman, Marcana. Piscotti all in double digits. We've got a couple of those guys in the 20s and 30s on FanDuel. To me, they're my number two overall. They're my number four from a value perspective on DK. I feel like they're going a hair over-owned. How are you going to approach Oakland given their ownership? So right now on DK, I think it looks fine to me. You have about 12% aggregate ownership going there according to the top stack tool, but with it only being a six-game slate effectively – that's not as big a deal as, you know, like we talked about yesterday on what we thought was going to be a nine or a 10 gamer where, you know, it's, it's kind of like when these teams get to huge ownership, even if it's a, a really good spot, you, you can get away. Um, they, they're projected to be the fourth highest on team on DraftKings. You have a ton of ownership going to Toronto, Minnesota and Washington as well. Um, I mentioned that Lyles has just been absolute trash this year, um, getting lit up. Oakland has so much power. Plus, if, you know, whatever recency bias you want to factor in, Oakland was really popular last night and was really ineffective against Allard. So, you know, maybe that drops ownership a little bit too. I think I like Oakland if the ownership holds how it is because, you know, they're getting it, but it's at a point, it's low enough that you can make a pivot or two either within your Oakland stack, looking at individual ownerships or, you know, at pitcher or with your secondary stack or whatever. It's not going to be that hard to be unique in an Oakland stack, at least how it looks right now. Yeah. I mean, if this lineup happens the way that it, that I see it, not, um, you know, even just simply switching from Piscotti to Grossman dropping from 19% to 4% is going to be enough to keep you relatively unique. Um, right. Like I said, they, they rank as my number two stack. Um, and that's like number two with a bullet, too. I think the Twins and the A's are pretty high up here. And then there's a pretty big drop off, all things considered. So yeah. I have no problem getting to Oakland. I just there's a couple very- things that I always liked about Oakland stacks, too. Um, you mentioned one of them in that, well, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, just the, the ownership difference between players. But in general, Oakland has so many power hitters in their lineup. They're not one of these teams where, if you're not stacking like 
if you don't have like the two, three, and four hitter, you're sacrificing a power. Um, you know, obviously their two, three, four hitters are all good, but like th- there's power throughout the lineup. So you can be contrarian within the stack without sacrificing a ton of upside, but also Sean Murphy catching. Um, obviously it's tough to get catchers that, that have upside, but Sean Murphy projects for a 186 ISO from Steamer. Uh, last year at AAA, 317 ISO in the PCL, which obviously, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but he's someone that projects to have some power, especially for a catcher. So not only can you differentiate within your Oakland stacks without sacrificing too much, but you also can cover the catcher position with a guy that actually can hit a bit. So there was a message in chat that said, uh, I lost it now. Can you guys comment on the fact that your sponsor Yahoo doesn't have an MLB slate yet? Ultimately then followed up not too long after with clearly these guys don't play Yahoo. So they don't care Uh, if they don't have a slate, they don't have a slate, man. We don't work for them. I don't have any other, you have the same information I do. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it doesn't exist because uh, the sports world melted down last night. Uh, Apologies for Yahoo not having a slate. I don't control that in any way, shape or form. Wish I could. I'd create a bunch of slates for myself at like really weird times and really weird sports that no one else would play. (laughs) Anyway, favorite bat from Oakland. Chapman, assuming he's back in the lineup. Yeah, Yumi both there. 24% owned already, 5,400 on DraftKings. Favorite bat from the Rangers, if you had to take one. Always Gallo. I think the most, at least potentially, depending on how the lineup looks, so the most, like, the highest utility bat would be Trevino, if he's at the top of the order. I like Chu if he's leading off. Uh, if he's Actually, that's yeah, a really good price point on Chu. I didn't, I missed that. 3,500 in the leadoff spot, and you get the lefty-righty matchup. Yeah. It's not bad. Let's move it on to the well, – let's try typing first. Blue Jays and Red Sox, 5.7 run implied total for the Jays, 4-4 for the Red Sox. Uh, it's Ryu and Chris Maza. Ryu getting 10% ownership, 9,700, no ownership going to Maza. Um, do you want to pivot down from Scherzer to Ryu? I don't. I don't like this. And I don't know what a Chris Maza is, but he doesn't appear to be all that interesting. Yeah, he he doesn't. He's uh, I was just pulling up the Spangrass page. Uh, Maza's thrown five and two thirds so far this year. Um, pitched sixteen and a third in the majors last year, all as a reliever at AAA last year. Struck out seven point three hitters per nine. Doesn't seem overly appealing. Doesn't seem like anybody that, that really matters for DFS other than you know getting to. Some some Blue Jays bats, but um, as far as Ryu goes, I think it's a really tough sell to pivot there from Scherzer, just because obviously you do get so much strikeout upside with Scherzer. Uh, Ryu is a, a good pitcher, of course, but um, so far this year, twenty six point eight percent strikeout percentage for Ryu, thirty two point one percent for Scherzer. I think if I'm paying up, I would prefer to just get the Scherzer. Yeah, I'd... I'm really surprised to see him at ninety seven hundred. That just doesn't seem like the correct price. I think it does more or less like in, in the terms of like, if Ryu were nine K he would deservedly be massive drunk. So, all right, here's a question for you. <laughs> I hope I can ask this question to you right now. How do you have Ryu projected relative to Chris Bassett and Matt Boyd? You can't, but um, okay. <laughs> I mean, just, just off the top of my head, I think that I would have him ahead of Boyd. And okay. oh, you said the other one was Bassett. Yeah. In terms of, of points, ahead of both, I think. But okay. Um, salary wise, I think it, it becomes a lot closer. I have him behind both of those guys in points, so that's that's where I was going for. Right I'm now. looking now to see what Alex says. That's a good. That's a good point. We could look at our. MLB projections on awesomeo.com. These are things that we have, everybody. You can check that sort of stuff out. You can even check out the MLB top pitchers report for today. Uh, Alex's odds of being a top scoring pitcher on the slate. That is free today if you want to check it out. So I highly recommend doing that. He has Ryu behind both of Bassett and Boyd. Man, when you're good, you're good. I disagree. Well, you know. Two against one, two against one, and the two like, smarter people against one too. I, I would gladly take a even odds bet that Ryu outscores Matt Boyd today. I 
I got to dig into it. It's too early in the morning. Anyway, um, so I'm assuming you think that Ryu should be owned more than 10%. Probably, but also it, it comes down to roster construction. Like like sure. I said, I would rather, if I'm paying up, I'd just rather get to Scherzer, although at 57 or almost 60% compared to 10%, that's, I think, too big of a gap. Um, yeah, I mean, look, looking at what we're missing, like, half of the pitchers. Where? In the ownership projection. Wow. That makes are we? Yeah, we're missing five pitchers. I don't. They all total two hundred percent for me. I just count the pitchers. Right, but like the ownership totals out, and the guys that aren't getting the ownership, I guess, are like it makes sense to me. <laughs> so the totals look right. Who's not? Yeah, there? I mean, I don't. I don't like look at it like that. Yeah, I, I seriously. Um, like, I'm not surprised that Randy Dobnak is not showing up with ownership, and I'm not surprised that all the other ownership is going to the people that it's going to. No, but Randy Dobnak is, is showing up with ownership. Okay, I have no idea who, like, I don't know who's listed and who's not. I just pasted Randy. it in, and it just shows up in my table. It doesn't show up as a blank to me. Yeah, also, I'm an idiot. I think I just had a filter set wrong. Because I just refreshed the page. and uh, Yeah, so, so that's what it was. I had starting pitcher check instead of relief pitcher. Okay, yeah, I, I assumed that I was going to end up right in this scenario. <laughs> Unlike the Boyd and Ryu scenario. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, I'm just an idiot and don't know how to read things. Heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ryu at 10%, I think, is too low. Okay. Uh, let's talk Blue Jays bats. They are getting quite a bit of love. I have them as my fifth favorite stack, sixth from a value perspective. I haven't pulled up the top stacks tool yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say they are projected to be over-owned. How do you feel about the Blue Jays? I mean, I like the spot. It's kind of like we talked about with teams like the Cubs and the the Tigers and the Cardinals yesterday. It's it's a good spot, but the ownership is just kind of out of control. Um, 17.5% aggregate ownership on DraftKings. They're set, they have the second highest top stack percentage behind Oakland. So it's, you know, they, they're they a good stack. They are they have the top value percentage. They have the second highest top stack percentage. All that's great. But you're just getting, you know, 20% of the, almost 20% of the field going there. You know, if you're playing these 40,000 person, three, you know, 33% of the, the prize pool to first tournaments, even if like if you roster them and they are the highest scoring stack, like congratulations, you're still competing with ten to fifteen thousand people that stack this team. Yeah, I mean Biggio, Grichuk, Travis Shaw, and Tellez all north of twenty percent right now. Okay. I like having pieces of this team. They clearly grade out really well. Uh five point seven run implied total is gonna do that. Chris Maz is gonna do that. You might need to get a little bit more creative in a large field GPP. Do you have a favorite yeah, I- Blue Jays bat? I'll say, I think I'd be more likely to just like grab one-offs, hope that you get a home run from them, but that the stack as a whole fails because then you know that a large percentage of the field is taking those you know, zeros or threes or whatever the rest of the stack does. Um, Biggio, I mean, Biggio obviously stands out, but he is actually expensive. Travis Shaw probably are projected to that third, really inexpensive at 3,600 on DraftKings with multi-position eligibility. Looks really good. Rowdy Telez, sub 3K, also a pretty strong value. Yeah, it's tricky. Shaw with first third at 3,600 is, I think, the clear best play here. Probably the best cash option coming out of it, 27% owned. But, man, that's really scary at that ownership. Um, Like, I feel like I'd be most likely to get to someone like Teoscar, who's getting a little bit of the ownership discount here. But if I'm doing a one-off, it's probably coming to Travis Shaw. That seems like the best spot for it. Red Sox side. I kind of like them. Uh, they're relatively neutral on the top stack odds, but they they're pretty efficient to get to. They're they're not well. Some of these guys aren't all that expensive. JD is priced like he should be. Actually, he's probably cheap. Do you get to Boston against Ryu? I don't think so. I mean, I think Ryu is a really good pitcher. Um, so far this year, twenty nine point four percent strikeout percentage against righties. 119 expected ISO allowed on 432 pitches. Going back to last year, 124 expected ISO, 23.2% strikeout percentage to righties. I don't know. I, I'm just way more interested in Ryu than the Red Sox. I kind of like that heart of the order of Boston, that Devers, JD, Bogarts trio. 
you know, the only guys that are like real MLB players left in the Red Sox lineup. <laughs> Verdugo not getting much love, but I don't think he grades out all that well. If they were getting a little bit less ownership, I think I might be interested. But since they're pretty neutral right now, it's hard to see it. Like Minnesota and Boston have similar top value odds, but Minnesota is just so much more likely to be the top stack of the day that it gets kind of difficult to do it. I don't know. Favorite Red Sox bet, JD? Yeah, pretty much always. Bogart's probably is more valuable though because he's a little bit cheaper and because of the position. Three K Kevin Pillar if he's leading off righty lefty, it's it's really gross. He's not good, but there's a case to be made. Ownership's already there, so kind of sucks. Hmm. All right, one more. We'll take a little bit of a break. Nats and Phillies. 5.2 run implied total for the Nats, 3.9 for the Phils, 62% chance to win for Washington. Max Scherzer going for Washington, Spencer Howard going for the Phils, 39% owned on FanDuel, 58% owned on DraftKings. That would be Max Scherzer. Any part of that surprising? Nope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would if you got 100, would you even bat an eye? Uh, I mean, like, like I said, I think the – you know, six to one, like if you give me six to one odds on Scherzer versus Ryu, I take Ryu, but I would have no issue getting with however much Scherzer I get. Yeah, it's, he is the best pitcher on the slate and it is not close. I don't think you're taking a, a, a even odds bet on Scherzer versus anyone else here. So nope. yeah, I don't, I, there's nothing to look into to me. Like you're clearly putting Max Scherzer into your lineup in a cash game first and you're not slowing down at that point judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't really care about the GPP ownership. Like he's just on a different level. Um, Max Scherzer it is for me. Any Spencer Howard, 6% owned on DraftKings. It's kind of interesting. I, I don't know how necessary he'll be with how cheap some of the, the hitters are. Um, Washington, obviously a, a pretty formidable offense, not a ton of strikeouts now that you have, uh, you know, with Kendrick and Suzuki and Turner and Eaton. So it's not like it's a good spot. Howard's been pretty hit or miss so far this year. Um, one of Philly's top pitching prospects, though, coming off of a 67-pitch start at five strikeouts and three and two-thirds. I think there's a better cheap pitcher on the slate, though. Which we will get to, I'm assuming. It's not Chris Mazza. Six, though? Yeah. We shall get there. Uh, let's take a look at Nats bats. They are getting quite a bit of ownership. Um, they are the third most owned team on DraftKings, fourth highest top stack odds, but just eyeballing it. It looks like they are the most over-owned team on the slate. How do you feel about the Nats? Yeah, I mean, getting a lot of ownership, I don't really want to get there. They're a decent offense, but, um, you know, like you said, 13.9% top stack or ownership percentage, 9.1% top stack percentage. Basically, the way the, the top of these teams look now, I would just rather be getting to Oakland. And then, like, if Matt Boyd's going to pick up ownership, I'd like to get to Minnesota. Um, assuming the, the thing is, like, if you have Washington being overowned by the field and also Spencer Howard not getting ownership, it's just tough for me to prioritize the Nats. I feel the same way. Like, I have them sixth. I have them as the eighth best value. And that's significantly lower than where their ownership is. I think the Nats would be the easiest place for me to fade pretty aggressively. Um, just looking at the structure of it all, I would imagine I would be well, well, well below the field on the Nats and have essentially only individual bats coming out of it. You know, a one-off Trey Turner, a one-off Adam Eaton. That's it for me, though. I, I don't want to be there in stacks. So far, in his extremely limited sample, Howard has had much more issues with lefties than righties, you know, kind of as you would expect. But um, he's only struck out 10% of lefties so far. He's allowed a 203 expected ISO to them. So I think Soto, as usual, stands out. 
On the Philly side, uh, not all that much ownership coming in. Harper at 18% on FanDuel, Real Muto at 13% on DK. They're the only two guys that are in double digits on either site. I have them as my number four stack. Uh, their ownership is nowhere near that number. They the are. Yes. You have the team facing Max Scherzer as your number four stack? Relative to salary. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, if I didn't say that, my bad. <laughs> No, relative, really to, no, no, no <laughs> re- relative to salary, relative to salary. They, McCutcheon and Hoskins hitting one, two at 3,200 and 3,600 is just like, you don't see guys with that sort of hitting profile have that potential for plate appearances. Uh, so that pushes them up from a value perspective. Is there any chance you would want to go to any Phillies bats? Um, you know, we could see some home runs coming out of Scherzer, there's certainly a lot of ownership there. I can't imagine you want to stack against him. It's not a team that I would want to get a lot of with it being a six game slate. Um, it, it obviously does drive up the, just the raw ownership on Scherzer. You know, if this were a 10 game slate, not only do you have more teams that the Phillies have to beat, but you also just naturally are going to have lower ownership on Scherzer than you do on a six gamer. So there is at least some merit there. Um, one of the problems though, is like you're saving the money by going to the Phillies but you're taking Scherzer off the board. So what are you saving the money for? Um, It's clearly just a large field tournament play if you're going to do it. Yeah, we're we're on the same page there. There's no... You're playing checkers instead of chess, I think, if you're trying to go to the Phillies instead of Max, like to fade Max Scherzer in this spot. It it could very well work out, but, you know, Max Scherzer could also just be pedestrian and the Phillies aren't very good too. There's that. For him to get like full-on lit up, I'll take my chances. Do you have a Phillies bat that you'd be cool with having? I'm assuming Harper. Yeah, I mean, Harper is the one that profiles the best. You mentioned the price tags on Segura and, um, or sorry, on McCutcheon and Hoskins being favorable. I see this game outside of Scherzer is just largely a stay away. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with ownership, how it is right now. All right. Guys, Yahoo Sports is the presenting sponsor of this show. Uh, they've got CSV uploads and CSV edits now, which is great. You can get $30 in YSRPs, Yahoo Sports Rewards points, if you sign up and use the promo code AWESOMO. They've got a lot of smaller contests. like te- they, they do a lot of 10 max entry, which I think is really beneficial to someone that's a relatively new player. I would expect you see softer competition as well. To me, this strikes you strikes me as a place where it's great to build your bankroll. And I recommend checking it out. The biggest appeal of all, they have lower management fee contests and daily no management fee contests. When you don't have to pay any sort of fee on the on the back end, that is massive for you in the long run. You're keeping that money in your account. You're keeping that money in your pocket. There's no better place to do that than Yahoo. So use that promo code Osmo. Get yourself up to $30 in YSRPs. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Let's move it to the Rays and the Orioles. 4.9 run implied total for the Rays, 3.6 for the Orioles. Ryan Yarborough, John Means, Yarborough, 39% owned at 7,900. John Means, no ownership at 6,100. Uh, talk to me about your boy Means. Not stretched out enough for me to roster. <laughs> I wasn't serious. Talk to me about Yarborough. Pretty nice price point for Yarborough coming off of, I believe, 94 pitches his last time out. Um, 97 pitches his last time out. Went six and a third against Toronto. That was the most pitches he's thrown this year. Prior to that, he hadn't thrown more than 87 with came in his second start of the season. So he really hasn't been getting deep in the games, which which is concerning, especially when you talk about how Tampa Bay's used Yarborough in the past. But they did say coming into the season that they were going to use him as a starter. He, you know, like I said, is coming off of a, a long outing against Toronto last time out. The Orioles' offense really, I don't think, is bad. Um, it, it's obviously not great, but it is very right-handed heavy. It does have some solid hitters in it. They added Ryan Mountcastle, who is their top-hitting prospect. So it's it's a good spot for Yarborough. I don't want to go overboard and say that it, you know phenomenal or anything i think the uh the implied run total is going to carry a lot of weight for him today 3.6 the lowest on the slate strikeouts <sighs> really haven't been there for him this year either which is concerning yeah i see this that this is where i'm i'm going with this i just i have boyd as such a better play than yarborough at the exact same amount of ownership where does alex have these guys in the top pitchers tool 
he has them projected. He has Yarborough like two plus points behind Boyd. And 20, 27, 28% chance of being the top, a top two pitcher on DK for Boyd. 19.8% on Yarborough. Boyd with a better chance of being a top two value as well. So that makes me feel pretty good. It's kind of making me feel like I have Chris Bassett under projected. I, I don't get the love for Yarborough. I think he'd be the guy that loses the most ownership out of everybody we're projecting. I think I'd be more likely to be heavier on Boyd and Bassett and not Yarborough. So Bass out, out of the, the three guys, Bassett's my favorite. Okay. Yarborough and Boyd, I think, are close. I just hate the spot for Boyd. Okay. I was going to say, you used to be such a, a Boyd truther. Yeah, I'm also a Minnesota Bats truther. That's also, yeah, makes a lot of sense. I mean, no one wanted Matt Boyd to get traded to uh, a quality pitching coach more than you last season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Advocating uh, for um, being willing to trade Jordan Alvarez for Matt Boyd's one of the worst takes I've ever had. Eh, maybe not. Yeah, if, if Alvarez ever comes back. Um. Let's talk Rays bats. They are getting zero ownership against John Means. I have them as my seventh stack. I feel like they need to get a little bit more ownership just given the slate size. Yeah, I don't really understand why they aren't. Um, you know, I, I think that Means is okay. I think, you know, he, he is throwing harder this year. He's always had a good changeup. He's had some issues with it as far as command this year and getting a feel for it. But, you know, I, I've always said that I don't think Means is as bad as people tend to assume because basically it's just for the Orioles, but he's also not a pitcher that I'm shying away from low ownership when I can get all the right-handed power in this lineup. Um, Hunter Renfro in particular stands out, but you know, Mike Rousseau, uh, Willie Adamas, Jose Martinez, these guys all have power. Zanino is a cheap catcher option that has a ton of power. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think that especially if they're not getting ownership, um, I, I like Tampa. I assume this ownership comes up just because this looks so preposterous, but they're the best play of the day relative to ownership at this point. And you're also just not getting means going deep into the game. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head how Baltimore's bullpen looks as far as who's available, but you know, if how their good arms look, but you know, you're, you're not getting a ton of innings from the starter here. I mean, it's a weird thing because like, I would want to get a ton of innings out of means, but to get a ton of innings out of means, it also probably means he's playing well. So like, I think it'd be a great thing to get six innings out of means, but you know that if you, if he throws six innings, he didn't get bombed. That's, right. That's uh, yeah. Cool. I mean, tip, like typically going up against, the, you know, relievers isn't as favorable as going up against the starter these days. Yeah. But um, the point is being Washington's bullpen or God, Baltimore's bullpen has a few good arms, but overall is lacking. Um, they, they did use five relievers yesterday. Tanner Scott, Michael Givens, Paul Fry, all through at least 20 pitches, Castro through 17. If you look at the guys that are likely available today, Sean Armstrong is the only one that's really any good. And he's a back-end guy. So, like, you're probably looking at Dylan Tate or possibly Jorge Lopez, but he pitched on Tuesday as being the – guy that comes in after means mm -hmm. I'm not scared of taking bats against either of those guys. Who's your favorite raise bat? Renfro. Yeah, we are on the same page there. Uh, I like my Mike, Mike Brousseau on FanDuel more than I do on draft. On DraftKings, he's $4,700, $900 more expensive than Renfro. On FanDuel, he's $2,500, $400 cheaper than Renfro. So give me Brousseau on FanDuel. Do you get any Orioles bats against Yarborough? Because I think Yarborough's ownership is too high. This seems like a decent hedge as well, although, you know, I don't think they're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think that, at least the way it looks right now, I would probably have Yarborough as one of, if not the most over-owned pitchers. So that would bump Baltimore up for me um, because the way I look at it isn't just – I'm not necessarily just looking to stack against the highest open pitchers. I, I look to stack against what I project as the most over-owned, and I think Yarborough will end up being in that category. So um, I, I am interested in Baltimore. You do get some pretty cheap bats. Like Ryan Mountcastle should not be $2,200. Pat Vileka's $2,400. Santander obviously is hitting great this year. Pedro Severino has been one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. Um yeah, I think that Baltimore, if they're not going to get ownership, looks like a pretty good value. And I mean, obviously would let you get to like Scherzer Ryu or something. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, this is a very, very good game to target everything but Yarbrough. 
I really don't understand how Ryan Mathhouse is twenty two hundred dollars. Is he just recently up? Like last week, I think. Okay, so it, it's not he's, like this is. He plays five first, games. It's he not his first salary. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Steamer projects him for a one ninety seven ISO. He has actually looked really good plate discipline wise. One like the biggest knock on him is, or one of the biggest knocks, the biggest knock offensively. Um, as a prospect, was his discipline. He walked four point three percent of the time at AAA last year. But uh, so far this year in the majors, you know, through his five games, he's a 20% walk percentage. But even just watching the games, uh, the plate disciplines looked really, really good. But, you know, like I said, the power's there. He's going to get, you know, at he's not a pinch hit risk. Um, I don't really know why he's so cheap. I am going to like this game tonight. I hope the ownership stays where it is. Favorite Orioles bet that I ask you? No, but it's Mount Castle. Yeah, I agree. Renato Nunez on FanDuel 3K would be my answer there. All right, Tigers and Twins. 4.2 run implied total for the Tigers. 5-2 for the Twins. Matt Boyd, Randy Dobnak. 40% owned Matt Boyd on DK. 19% on FanDuel. Dobnak not owned. 9,100 on DraftKings. The floor is yours on Matt Boyd. I think we've already covered this. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be over at least the way it looks right now. I think he's overowned as well, and I would want to get to Minnesota bats. Granted, Minnesota is getting plenty of ownership themselves, but um, yeah, I mean, there's even though they're missing Garver and they're missing Donaldson, you still have Cruz and Sano as power bats from the right side, Polanco as well, and then the lefties in this lineup uh, can hold their own too. There is a chance though that you get a watered down lineup. Um, even more so because Kepler was injured yesterday in yesterday's game. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Minnesota, when they run out their weaker lineup, it's not a lot of power, but it does cut down on the strikeouts, which obviously would, would hurt Boyd a bit as well. So um, my, my interest in Minnesota kind of depends on exactly how the lineup looks. But I do think Cruz and Sano individually are, are really good plays. Boyd gives up power. Um, and then Boyd, you know, I think is fine. Uh Obviously, would be more interested if the Twins lineup isn't its best, but I, I do think he's being overowned considering how potent Minnesota is offensively. Forty percent feels like a big number. I'm not going to disagree there, but I don't feel like it's a big number if there's two other guys right there with him. To me, I think he is the guy that should be the most owned. I'm going to dig into that one down the line because it scares the hell out of me because. Clearly, the Twins also uh, are a, a tricky spot. There's so much power in this lineup. 194 aggregate ISO is what I have it projected for today. Do you think you're coming over the field on the Twins, under the field on the Twins, just around the field on the Twins? How do you manage this Twins lineup relative to Boyd's ownership? I think I probably end up coming in over on the Twins just because their top stack percentage isn't much lower than their aggregate ownership, but I expect to have Boyd as one of the more overall pitchers along with Yarborough. So I think that will drive up Minnesota for me as well. Do you have a favorite Twins bet? Cruz. Yeah, Cruz definitely going to get in there in a cash lineup if you can do it. Uh, Kepler's got the lefty-lefty disadvantage. Give me Sano. 4,900 first baseman, clearly light tower power. Just 7% ownership, though. Gets the righty lefty matchup. Um, I I think that makes for a nice pivot. Do you have a Tigers bat that you like against Randy Dobnak? No, not really. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Do you get any shares of Dobnak? Not at Um, 9,100. Just doesn't have good strikeout stuff. Very good ground ball stuff. Good at getting outs, but not the stuff that really translates to a good score in, in DFS, especially when if I'm looking to go contrarian a pitcher in that price range, I can just get a 10% on Ryu and that does it. Sorry, working on something here. Bam, that was fun. Anyway. Oh God, this Twins team is going to be tricky. I have a feeling that I would be under on the twins for Bat- Matt Boyd. And that makes me feel like super gross. <laughs> it's just really not appealing at all. All right, let's close this bad boy out with the game. We know the least about 
I, oh, it looks like we might have a line finally at five dimes. Congrats to five dimes. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on here. That was probably a mistake. Mets five run implied total is what I'm going with. Marlins four. I don't see anything that's going to point me to anything else, but I'm going to go with it for right now. Sixto Sanchez appears to be pitching for the Marlins. Uh, Mets appears to be TBD as of right now. Do you have any input on who's going to be the starter for the Mets? Haven't seen anything. Yeah. Um, DraftKings has, yeah, something like DraftKings has Robert Giselman listed, but then the write-up just says he's a candidate to start. Yeah. Same thing sort of says uh, Steven Matz could be a option to start this week. So if it's Matz, it's that, that's an interesting play. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about Sixto Sanchez, 6% owned right now. Uh, you mentioned a potential pay down option for you. Yeah, I think if I have to pay down, that's where I'd go. I don't think I really need to. But um, through 66 pitches in his debut against Washington, went five innings. Uh, I would expect, you know, something in the in that similar range again, um, as far as, you know, five innings, if he's pitching reasonably well. He's one of their top prospects. Um, projects or he's coming off last year. He threw 103 innings at double A. Struck out 23.8% of hitters, walked sub 5%. He was one of the key pieces in, I believe, the real Muto trade. Um, projects to, you know, he has good stuff. And that's, you know, I just think he has better stuff than someone like Mazza. So if I'm paying down, you know, Mazza or even Howard, I think the matchup um, pretty, I guess, similar for Sanchez, but I would give him the edge over Howard um, if I'm paying down. But again, you know, I just don't really think it's that necessary. You have so many cheap bats on this slate, so many cheap stacks basically top to bottom that you can get Scherzer plus Bassett or Scherzer plus whoever you like in that range and still have plenty to choose from hitter wise that I'm not, I don't think Sanchez would be that useful. We are on the same page here. Uh, Let's talk Mets bats. Any interest? They seem to be getting a little bit of love, but probably more so than I think they should. They are fifth in the top stack odds. Ownership share is essentially the same. They are, they kind of just exist today. I don't understand how Brandon Nimmo keeps being $3,500. Yeah, he should be like a lot more than that. (laughs) Conforto is too cheap also. Agreed. Um, So, I mean, and those are two guys, 15% and 15% as of right now. I think that's super reasonable. I don't mind the top end of the Mets. Or like to me, they're they're owned exactly where they should be, and like I would probably get that same amount. The, yeah, they I agree. Filler to me. Yeah, it, it, it's another one of those where like they're not projected. The the Mets as a stack aren't projected to really be on their own. Sanchez isn't projected for much ownership from him. So, but just based on how I make my lineups, that basically means that I would need the Mets to project except themselves to project exceptionally well because they're not getting any sort of leverage bump in any from anything. Right. And then on the Marlins side, as of right now, we have no ownership going to the Mets, whoever the Mets starter is. I don't get the sense that that's going to just like fly through the roof today either. So uh, I have the Marlins as my number 11 stack. They are picking up a little ownership, but it's mostly just John Birdie in the leadoff spot and then VR a little bit uh, at the bottom half. You're going to get to any Marlins. This doesn't really seem like a fun spot to get Miami. They yeah. do come in though mid pack for top stack odds, although they are over owned. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. You know, obviously we'll have a better idea once we know who's pitching for the Mets. But um, like if it's Mets, it's not really someone I'm, that I love picking on. If it's Giselman, you're basically getting a bullpen game. Even if it's Mats, you might be getting a bullpen game because he hasn't pitched since the 15th. So it just doesn't seem like a particularly appealing spot. Favorite bat both sides of this game. Uh, well, our favorite bat from the Marlins because it's obviously Nimmo. Right. Um, I was say Nimmo for both. Um, Nimmo and then probably Aguilar. Six up, six down. Let's sum it quick. Let's sum it up quickly. Uh, what are you trying to do, pitching and hitting for today's sleep? I'm really intrigued by Ryu's projected ownership right now. If that stays as low as it is, I think I'm going to end up getting to him. Um, as far as bats go, I like Minnesota. If Boyd's getting as much ownership as we project. I like the Orioles if Yarborough is getting as much ownership as, as uh, they project. And then I just like the A's because they're the A's. <laughs> 16 minutes ago, 
there was a tweet that said, lineup note, Taiwan Walker and Yusei Kikuchi to start game one and two for the Mariners on Thursday. <laughs> Six minutes later, Taiwan Walker has been traded to the Blue Jays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Not happening. Um, it looks like the NBA players are leaving their meeting that started at 11 a.m., so we should be getting some news in that regard. So for me right now, I'll give it from a FanDuel perspective. I think the Twins and the A's are the two best possible teams to roster. That ownership is already there. So if you're trying to get away from a little bit of the ownership, Red Sox, I mean, the Rays are probably your best option for right now. Uh, Max Scherzer is number one with a bullet to me especially on FanDuel where we've got Scherzer at 40% ownership, Bassett, Boyd, and Yarborough all at 20. Uh, that like, I would just rather have a hundred percent Max Scherzer in that scenario um, than try to mess it. Like I have Max Scherzer 14 points ahead of their next closest starter, uh, two and a half K's ahead of the next closest starter. He's just not like the rest of these guys. So if you're playing on FanDuel, don't think twice, just go to Max Scherzer. Blue Jays trade for Taiwan Walker, one of the top rental starting pitchers on the market. How bad is the market this year? Or how bad is the writer? Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who wrote it. I hope it's not Don Morosi. Uh, okay. Just waiting to hear it. Terry McBride. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Team McB? Guys, thank you for joining us. Two hundred ninety-five people in here. Ninety likes. I didn't I didn't bludgeon you guys with the like request, but I do have to ask that we get that into triple digits. So if you can hit the thumbs up and get us over 100, that would be great. As I mentioned, we will have MLB live before lock. If we have MLB after lock, uh, we will have NBA live before lock today if we have NBA at all, although I'm fully expecting to not have that happen. Um, I, I'm thinking we're going to get that answer pretty soon golf locks in 30 something minutes i believe so adam's going to go make some golf lineups i'm going to contemplate betting him on a uh matt boyd chris bassett bet or whatever the hell it was matt ryu i already forgot the the joke sucks adam anything else the nba players have decided to resume the playoffs (laughs) hey whoa do you mind telling us when (laughs) I assume it's tomorrow. I can't, I don't, it would shock me if they played today, but yeah. Uh, well, basketball's going to be around for something, which look, I expected. That's a lot of money. Money talks guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking me over a hundred likes. Best of luck on this MLB slate. Jordan Klein play that lovely music. 